Hello and welcome to the Just For Gamers video game podcast. Episode 51, Half A Job Bob. In this week's episode, we were live on YouTube. JFG Ash skips the boring parts like out this week. We find out that JFG Alex is favourable to a bit of dress up. There's some issues with the news. And finally, the meaning of gibbons is revealed again. So sit back, relax and remember, if you can't wait until Sunday, you can always listen live on a Wednesday. Hello and welcome to the Just For Gamers podcast. This is episode 51. My name is Alex and I'm joined as ever by my very good friend Ash. Hey buddy, how are you doing? Yeah buddy, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm on the internet right now. Check me out. You're you're literally on the internet. You're on it as yep. we speak. Right what, now. What are you what are you doing on there? Um just got my face on there right now. So yeah. Okay. Just a, a live stream of your face. Yeah, you seem to be a lot more fluid than mine. I think it's because I'm using some kind of weird app on my phone to try and do this because uh, the uh, Xbox 360 uh, live cam wasn't <laughs> a very good resolution, I must say. So I, I went for the 720p on my camera, um, phone even, so to hopefully make it look better. But yeah, buddy, how's it going? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, not a great deal. I've been playing some games, uh, and thank God for that, quite frankly, because yeah. I don't know what we would have talked about otherwise. Um, but also, I have—I uh, went to see Hail Caesar this week, buddy, the new Coen Brothers film, starring all the people that are always in the Coen Brothers films, like George Clooney. Yeah, and uh, it was really good, and I really liked it, and it was really funny. I thought it kind of petered out a little bit at the end, but I really liked Josh Brolin. Um, is kind of like. It's like Doctor Who, you know, Doctor Who gets reborn and stuff. Yeah, I've uh, heard Tommy that Lee line. Jones. Tommy Lee Jones has been reborn uh, as Josh Brolin, uh, but Josh Brolin didn't wait for Tommy Lee Jones to die. Uh, so he gets born inside know. him. I don't know. I don't know, but he, he <laughs> is the same man. He is a younger version of Tommy Lee Jones, and presumably there will be a new Josh Brolin in 50 to 60 years' time. So we can look forward to that. But uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'm sure someone, someone fucking does, buddy. So it'd be fine. I thought you were talking um, about Pez or something with players getting no. reborn. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? No. Anyway, that's a really good film, and uh, I thought it was very funny. Uh, and Ellen definitely didn't fall asleep through half of it. No, oh, no. So Why that's would good. you? I mean, that's, that's... Um, and had a nice meal. And I always have a nice meal, like every week. I'm very lucky with meals. <laughs> he um, likes his food. To other be people prefer, prepare food for me, and it is almost always excellent. Mm. Or I just want. like, you know, you could just feed me like a plate of shit, and I will think that's good as well. Perhaps my standards are just very low. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. What about you, buddy? What have you been up to? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing at all. No, just I played some division, and I've I've been awake a lot with, right. with babies, <laughs> which is loads of fun. But yeah, apart from that, 
Not a lot. That doesn't sound that fun, being awake a lot. Um, no. no. I like Not sleep. for me. I'm a fan of sleeping, I must say. Um, I, I watched The Martian, even though that's been around for a long time. That was a good film. Enjoyed that is a it. good film. It's very good. It's very upbeat. Um, I would definitely recommend watching it. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, literally, apart from that, I... Uh, Nothing. I've been making these templates for what we're doing right now. I think I've done a good job. <laughs> I'm not going to praise you in public, buddy. Uh, perhaps when the stream ends, I might give you a sort of uh, digital pat on the back, but it's certainly not, you're not going to happen here. Okay, happen here. that's fine. That's fine. I think I got all the <laughs> spellings right. I don't know. I, I guessed at what Facebook we had and Twitter. I was like, whatever. But I, I put it on there, you know. It's what people do, apparently, with these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all... I'm, I mean, I'm a bit of a grammar Nazi in that, but no, there's no problems here, buddy. Everything's looking tip-top. Nice. I'm, I did it. I had some issues with some keying, but I sorted it out. It took me about half an hour to set this all up this, afternoon, oh, this evening, even. It's quite late. Well, beautiful, buddy. Yeah. It's a good one. Very nice indeed. Well, it, basically neither of us have done anything, have we? Let's be honest. <laughs> no, like, let's, I've been let's, out once let's and just seen a movie. Skip this section and just start you've been looking after children. Games. I've yeah. watched a film. Other than that, absolutely nothing at all. So let's just fucking fast forward pronto, Gibbons. Uh, let's do it and go in and talk about what we've been playing. Let's do it. So your uh, your section looks a little bit uh, singular. <laughs> Compared you know, like, to I feel, last I feel like you've, weeks, uh, you know, yeah. I've kind of cut back a bit. I must last say. week you had about twelve games. Yeah. This time round, so you've kind of been one. focusing on that one. It's just that so. One game that I've played. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, do you want to start this week? Because you know you've got more than one game to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I've got a whopping three. That I, that I want going. to talk about. You know, I'm excited about one of them at least. Okay, well, are you excited about Batman? No, not at all. But go okay, on then. Cool. <laughs> how how is Batman Arkham Knight? Uh, friend of the podcast, Dan. Uh, he's been playing through Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, I've been getting regular updates uh, about how that's been going, and uh, yeah, he's lent it to me, so I loaded it up a couple of days ago and I've played it for maybe two hours something like that had another little go today and um, you know I'm not a huge fan of Batman or superheroes or anything like that but True. Um, I can appreciate a good game buddy and uh, this is definitely that <laughs> I'm really enjoying it it's, um, it's a really interesting intro sequence and uh, I really like the way it sort of it, it feels like it's kind of giving you tutorials, but in a kind of a genuine kind of way. It's not like force forcing you through kind of thing. I feel like it's kind of expecting a fair bit of knowledge from the previous games that I don't really have no as well. Um, but that's, you know, that's on me, to be honest. And I'd imagine, you know... You say it's on you, but, you know, did you want to play those other games? No, because I, did, I didn't really it. want to play this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I, I. If I had wanted to look into the lore of these games and 
um, and know exactly what's going on than I could have done. Um, but I don't expect Rocksteady to go back through. I mean, they could have done like a two minute previously on Batman or something like that. <laughs> I think I think games should do that more often. To be honest, it's quite an elegant way of dealing with story stuff. Yeah, I but... get that. So like um, for Uncharted 4, it should have like a summary of what happened in the previous ones, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like Sully smoking a big old fat one. Yeah. And Nate like... Yeah, jumping from a cliff to another cliff. No, that pretty much you. what Nate's like cutscenes are going to be are just him like either falling out of windows, tripping over stuff. Like all he does is roll around on the floor in those games. Like any kind <laughs> of like cutsceney bit, he's always stacking it. And uh, that's you one thing I forgot him to, to a mention. Shopping center. It's just like. What are you doing? Like, um, one bit in three, like, he's in, like, a warehouse and he's, like, pushing a crate and he pushes the crate off and then he just falls. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, just take your time, man. He's a klutz, mate. You take him to the supermarket, there'd be fucking apples and pears everywhere. <laughs> it, it, it'd be an absolute nightmare. All the tins would be off the shelves. He has to touch everything everywhere yeah, he goes. Know, he loves touchy feely stuff, doesn't he? He's a right nightmare, he is. Yeah, he certainly is. But yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, I haven't played enough of this to um, make a big old judgment. All I can tell you is that it looks gorgeous and it's clearly very well crafted and whether it holds my attention as someone who isn't a really a, a fan uh i don't know but yeah. it's a really promising beginning and yeah it's hard because i've got i've got batman the witcher metal gear fallout and the division like i've got so many big games to play maybe not the division Destiny. in there but Destiny. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but I've, I, I've got Metal Gear and The Witcher that I'm only halfway through, and now I've got Batman, and I'm like, well, you know, there's a lot going on there. But um, no, promising beginning, and it looks really, really nice, man. Like, lovely graphics and, and solid voice acting and stuff. Apart from Batman, he's a bit corny, but I suppose he's supposed to be, so <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, uh, I will. I will no doubt continue to play this, and I will probably talk about it in more detail next week. But for now, we will move on. Um, the only other thing, other than the division that I've been playing this week, is Broforce. I had a little go on my own. Okay, um, and I kind of went back to it because uh, <laughs> I wanted to look at these these like frame rate dips and stuff again. I wanted to see if it did it in single player, and I wanted to see, you know, if. I could work out what was going on there. Because, you know, I said to you, what, a couple of weeks ago that I felt like the the performance issues were so dramatic in this game that yeah. it had to be intentional. Like, they had to have done it on purpose. Yeah, all those explosions going off, it has to, like, do some kind of slowdown, maybe, like, so you can judge what's going on a bit better or something. That's I kind of know. what I thought. But, uh, no, I mean, I was on Eurogamer's website this week and Digital Foundry have done a piece on this now. Oh, really? So it, Finally. This is, uh, well. It's the sort of thing that, you know, they would have they would have probably contacted the publisher and been like, is this supposed to be this? But no, it's just, it just runs like arseholes. And, <laughs> you know, they, did, they had their thing where they've got the... Um, the FPS graph on the screen, yeah. and it was it was dropping below ten, 
That's in certain not places. Not good, is it? And they mentioned the the lag at the beginning as well, where it it, it yeah, starts up and then thing, yeah. three seconds later it just stops for a second and you probably die. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know if this thing's going to be patched. I've heard nothing um, suggesting that it will be. It's just quite disappointing to be honest because it's one of the most fun and promising PS Plus games we've had in a little while. Yeah, true. And yeah, just not. <laughs> Apparently, it does it does suffer a little on the uh, PC as well in places, and a lot of people are blaming Unity. This game runs in Unity, and, yeah. Um, and we've we've taken the piss out of the Unity engine in the past, and I think it was a little lazy of us because there's some great Unity games. It's clearly a very versatile engine, but um, there's something seriously amiss here. You can't tell me that these consoles aren't capable of running a 2D side-scroller that just happens to have a lot of breakables. Yeah, that's so, the thing, isn't it? So, yeah. So there's that. Um, but other than that, buddy, uh, I, like you, have been pumping pretty much all of my gaming time into The Division. So Yay. we should probably have a chat about that. Okay. So, what do you think? I mean, we finally got past the bit where we've been playing on the beta... <laughs> So uh, we, we've gone a bit further. Um, I'm really enjoying all the unlocks and obviously all the looting. I mean, I'm a big fan of looting. There's uh, obviously countless times where this game is getting, like, compared to Destiny. And I I feel a bit sorry for Destiny in a way because I, I don't think there's, like, a straight thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this, these two games are the same. I mean, yeah, they're lootables and things like that. There's the things where people were saying, like, all, like, the, the customization in the division is, is a big thing that sets it apart from Destiny. But, I mean, in Destiny, you can customize uh, your guns and stuff. Like, I mean, not visually, but stat-wise and things like that. So, I mean... I feel like it's a bit harsh, some of the statements that are coming out about uh, the division against Destiny. But not defending Destiny, but I am, kind of. But the division, anyway. What a game. Loving it. Want to play loads more. What about you? I think the <laughs> the thing that's surprising me about this, this game is that uh, I feel like it's kind of being painted with the same brush as a lot of stuff that's come out recently and a lot of previous Ubisoft stuff. Like, it's kind of like... it. it the, no one who hasn't played it seems neutral on the subject. Like, the, the, the amount of hate it's getting, I think, like, it seems to be really... Um, <laughs> I was going to say divisive or dividing opinion. It's very difficult when it's called The Division <laughs> to, um, to say what a Marmite game it is. We'll go with that. It's a Marmite game. I think yeah. there's a lot of people seem to just be dismissing this completely. And, uh, and that's a bit of a shame, to be honest, because uh, I think it's really it's, it's, got, it's got so many great things about it. And it seems like a lot of people have been complaining about it, but still kind of enjoying it at the same time. Yeah. It's just one of those games that the, the cycle of... Uh, run here, shoot that, go there, complete this, and then rinse and repeat. That whole rinse and repeat is just incredibly addictive. And I think the other thing that people have been discussing in quite a, a lot of detail is the environment. I think a lot of people 
said that they thought that the environment being steeped in the real world like it is would make it kind of mundane and they'd get kind of sick of looking at it and they can't really take it anywhere yeah because it's not like vast planets and stuff i much prefer this real world environment um i've always preferred games of grounded in realism rather than crazy space stuff i've always preferred you know earthbound shooters to stuff like halo and and spacey things and the same goes for this um yeah i think it's called call this a realistic shooter like normal tom clancy-esque style of games where they're going for realism i mean they've got a lot of realism in their guns and things but you can't say like shooting a dude in the head like 50 times is is spot on the old uh realism factor i must say no, that's true. That's true. But then, you know, that's a game mechanic. and uh, Yes, that's how this game works. I think the more I've played it, the more I think that the the DLC pack that people were talking about where it turns the whole city into the dark zone, yes. I'm, I'm really suddenly looking forward to that because I think that this game could do with a way where you could turn it on that there are loads of people in the environment with you, or at least a totally. few. Um and the other thing, to be honest, the other thing is that I think it would be really nice if there was, a, and I don't think this would be hard to do either, if the Division had certain missions, or or even the missions it already has, where you go through and it is like uh, Rainbow in terms of to, a headshot kills, but the same applies to you. Yeah. I think that if there was some sort of like almost like sudden death in worms kind of thing where they could turn it into a a more sort of splinter cell stroke rainbow six kind of game just for specific missions yeah like if if there was like a stealth section because that's one thing i love is that that initial strike on this game because like my my choice of weapon is like a submachine gun and like a, a bolt rifle like uh so my first shot is one straight to the dome (laughs) with my sniper and can i just say their headshot sound is fucking brilliant it is good uh, it is so satisfying that sound of shooting some dude in the face uh, i love stuff like that big fan i think we're having a great time on it uh one concern that i have is that I've already, having only played, I think I've played like 15 hours, something like that now, maybe a little bit more than that, but I've already ranked up most of my base and I feel like I'm about halfway through the story and I don't know if I'm still going to be playing this in like a month's time. And normally for games, you know, I've said this to you before, that's fine, but this is a game, in the same way that Destiny was, this is a game that is meant to be something you play for months and months and keep going yes, back to. I agree um, completely with I'm you I'm not sure this. it's going to be. I know. The only thing that I can think is going to keep us coming back is maybe the Dark Zone, but once again, we're going to get that situation where we're in Destiny as well. Like we hit the, the top level, we've got like really cool stuff. I mean... We could play like another so many hours of this and like get even more stuff, but is that more stuff going to be better, like that much better than the one? I'm just laughing at you now. <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, is it going to be much better than um, the ones, all the stuff that we've got? Is it going to be worth doing the grind and so forth? I mean, hopefully, the, because there's a lot of, not a lot, but, you know, there's a fair bit of planned DLC until, you know, Christmas time or December or whenever they said the last one would be. So I'm hoping, like, maybe we get the season pass like when that first one comes out if we still really want to go for it and they like increase the level that you can go up to and you know keep that content coming really that's the only way that they're going to keep us because it otherwise it's going to be like destiny and we're just going to get to a point and be like that's it we're done we'll come back next year maybe when it's done i don't know but so, Destiny yeah. kept us going for quite a while. Like, we I didn't... Well, I mean, it didn't, did it? The Taken King did. The Taken Once King the Taken King did. came out, yes. then, then yeah, that, that game kept us going for several months before we finally got bored. Yeah. But we also know. started playing a bit of, like, PvP in that as well. So definitely we need to hit up the Dark Zone at some point. Like, big time, I think. I think that's where a lot of fun's going to be in this game. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think if we could get into that, then we'll we, we'll have to think about the season pass because the idea of you know if we really enjoy the dark zone, and then there's a way that we can make the whole city a dark zone, then we're going to want to do that. Yeah, definitely, definitely buddy. That'd be f yeah, that'd be sweet. I think the bottom line at the moment is difficult because I'm trying to. And I think everybody is, because everyone knows the score with this sort of game. They know that Yubi wants us to be playing this for months on end, and they expect, like, MMO-esque content that keeps you coming back and so on and so forth. But if you kind of forget all that right now and just take it at face value for what it is, I'm having a really good time. Whether I will be in a fortnight or a month or two yeah. months, I don't know. But right now, I, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm... It's one of those games that I can't wait to get home and play, and that is commendable to Ubisoft. I think it's, yeah, I just think it's incredibly addictive and fun to play with friends, and um, I suppose we'll see, won't we? We'll keep playing it and we'll see how yeah. what the sort of longevity is. I think uh, one thing that is definitely making me excited for is um, Ghosts, or whatever the new next Ghost Recon's going to be, because that was meant to be... Open world, four player, loads of stuff. And is it like that game's going to be fucking awesome as well. That, is if, that Wildlands? I think so, yeah. It was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was the fact that it was just like, yeah, this big old massive place and you can just go around it with your buddies. I mean, obviously being a four... I think it, they said it was four player co-op. Um, I don't know that, if they've said anything about multiplayer. If they have or not, then yeah, good. But, I don't think uh, they've mentioned PvP, but yeah, it was uh, open world, um, open continent rather. Yes. You know, like you could, you could infiltrate from the sky, or you know, it, it did look very, very cool. And if that's the way that Ubisoft are going, then excellent. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. We like, we like Ubisoft tactical shooters and stuff. And we always have. So, you know, a lot of people might find them a little dry. Um, and a special mention to the story in the division, by the way, which is fucking clown shoes. Like it's, <laughs> it's so poor. A lot of the voice acting's kind of embarrassing as well. Hey, like, I don't care. I just shoot dudes, collect loot, do it all again. That's yeah, what well, this game I, is, and is. I do care. Out. I do care. I think they can do a lot better with like a game that's been in development for five years and has got a really good idea behind it in terms of the whole virus stuff. 
Um, to, to then like phone in the fucking story and have it as just this awful like embarrassing mess I I, I do care I, it pisses me off do you think it's but down to I won't like, care once we hit the level cap and do the missions ten times I realise that yeah um, <laughs> or I'll want to gouge my eyes out because I keep having to listen to the fucking voice acting over and over that's what I was going to say is it another thing where like you know with Destiny everyone was like slating like Dinklage because of his you know voice acting it and making it a bit dull I mean, are we going to get like the same thing in in the division? Do you reckon? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, they're very video gamey performances. I think like yeah. there's no there's no standout anything. Uh, they've kind of tried to go with humor a little bit with some of the uh, agents in the safe houses. I don't think that they've done a particularly good job of that. I find them annoying rather than funny. Yeah, but. Um, it's almost there's almost a case for saying like the less memorable the story the better because you if you're going to be playing through it over and over again then anything that sticks in your mind is going to get annoying on like the sixth playthrough whereas if it just True. all fades into the background then maybe it's perfect for rinse and repeat gameplay. I yeah, I think that trying to get that balance is is going to be quite hard to be honest, but would would we'll end up seeing what happens, I guess. You know, and going back to what we were saying, it's like, yeah, this game's really good right now. In a couple of weeks, we'll we might still be saying the same thing, or we might not be. So, yeah, we will just have to wait and see on that one, buddy. You're doing a podcast, buddy. Is we can uh, we can revisit this? In, uh, <laughs> yeah, mainly because weeks. it's going to be like the only thing that's going to be on my games list for like the next few weeks as well. <laughs> So well, it is quite Moorish, buddy. It is quite Moorish. Definitely is. I love their menus. Can I can spend hours in them. <laughs> I, I think I heard somewhere today you can turn the numbers off that ping out of people when you shoot yeah. them. Yeah, you, you can um, customise like, uh, the way it looks like quite a bit. You can turn your mini-map off and everything. So, yeah, just if, if people don't know, um, go into your options and turn your HUD off. Um, so that way, like... You can see stuff <laughs> when you're not yeah, in combat. Yeah, you can set it to auto-hide. <laughs> yeah. um, and it will pop up whenever your radar detects something red, like an enemy or whatever. Yeah, so it's actually a good way of like knowing that enemies are about. Uh, I it find. is, it's like a cool cheaty way. Yeah, because it's like you're just walking around the streets and then it pops up and you're like, oh. It's the equivalent of spamming about. the VATS button in Fallout yeah, so that totally. you can tell if enemies yeah, are really nearby. Is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool, buddy. We will revisit this in future episodes, but for now, I think that'll do us. That's what we've been playing. My man's on the ocean. And now it's time for the news. The news. The news. The news. The news. Number one. Number wang. Number wang. Uh, Dead Island 2 uh, has a new developer, and that developer is UK company Sumo Digital, buddy. This is uh, Made Dead famous Island 2. For virtual tennis. Absolutely. <laughs> this is, this is um, a game that was actually a, 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 available for pre order on the stores for some time. Yeah, it was, wasn't um, it? And had been shown off at, I think, two E3s 
Uh, it was, I think, Jaeger were the previous company working on this, Jaeger of uh, Spec Ops The Line fame. Um, since then, it went through a couple of other developers that sort of had a look, uh, and it's been looking for a new dev team ever since. Uh, and here we are. So Sumo Digital uh, are starting work on this. I don't know in what form they're going to... I mean, I don't know how this works, really. Like A new developer's taken over. Are they going to start from the, the ground up? Do they use any of the existing assets? Or The game was quite a long way along. I'd seen gameplay demos. I think it was playable at last year's E3. So yeah. uh, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think it's good news, at least, you know... Um, it's, it's, I think it's a cool IP, Dead Island. I know it was dumb, the original one, and uh, I know that they've kind of moved on now with Dying Light and that, but I, I thought it was it was it's it's good to have a stupid, fun zombie game. Yeah, it's um, a massive just, like, hack and slash, like... Yeah, exactly. ...comedy thing, like, I mean, like, it was just funny, like, slashing all the limbs off, like, even when, like, they're on the floor, you're like, yeah, take your legs off now. It was it was a bit of a pastiche of a serious game. It was tongue in cheek. It was fun. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I expect we'll hear more before the end of the year about this. Although, if they're starting from scratch, we we could be waiting some time. Yeah, but, God, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like you would think they would get like some of the assets and stuff from from the previous uh, dev, but who knows? Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe that that wouldn't be part of the plan because there, there clearly had been so much work gone into it already. That it'd be crazy to start from scratch now. I'm not sure Dead Island's a big enough um, cash cow t- to bother um, no. without using some of the existing stuff that has been paid for over the years. So, either way, um, I'm pleased that that's found a dev and that they'll move forward. So, that's, that's good. Good news. Uh, number two, uh, Hitman, buddy. Hitman. Um, I don't know if I've spoken to you about Hitman. Hitman. But Hitman is a game that I want. Okay, you want this game. I want this game, but I want all of the game. Okay. Including as, the bits that haven't come entirety. out yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't really want to pay for it. Ooh, what what do you mean? How are you gonna do that? I'm I'm well I'm not. I'm not I'm not. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna go stealing. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on the chore, mate, down yeah, the high like street. It. No, firstly, I don't like the episodic thing. I think that it isn't a true episodic thing. I think they're doing it because the game wasn't finished and they wanted to release something. Clearly. Um, And I don't want to pay for it because I know that I will be done with the whole thing within sort of nine hours. And I know that I would enjoy it briefly and then I would get bored and that that is just not good use of my funds well so you you'd get bored before you finish the entire game or what <laughs> i think i think so yeah i think so, so. why not and just I, buy like one of the small ones for like 12 quid or whatever well that i mean that there you go i mean not maybe. this first one because we've played half of it that yeah was that's true buying that I don't want to fork out the money. I don't think that I'll. I, I feel like I get bored of it really quickly, and so well, yeah, I'm kind of torn. Barely touched the beta. I mean that. Yeah, that she, she I really like the look something. of it. I really like the look of it, and I want to play it. But yeah, I also I think, kind of like, know theoretically, that I would. It, it's, it would <laughs> theoretically, be good. we want it. Yeah, but you know. 
No. Well, maybe we should <laughs> theoretically buy it rather than physically buy it, buddy. Okay. Um, Using I think that would be power. cheaper. Probably. Anyway, the reason that it's in the news... <laughs> Let's move on. I'm just chatting shit. Uh, this, As this will happen. This will happen. Yeah. Um, the physical release of Hitman uh, is has now been delayed. It was supposed to come out in, I think, Q3 because they were planning on getting all of the episodes and content out on a monthly basis through till the summer and then releasing the full thing on disc release as well as it being available digitally. Uh, this now isn't coming out till 2017, which makes uh, all the game shops in the UK look really dumb right now. Like it it's yeah. dumb enough because they've all got l- just cases and cases of Hitman. If you go into a game right now, they've yeah. just got so much Hitman shelf space everywhere. All, all of them just say like um digital download only and 11.99 and it's just ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah, it's not great, is it? But yeah, uh, the only other thing for that. is IO say that they will release uh, each content pack um, every month, one a month. It's not going to like drag on. Um, so okay. cool. Maybe yeah. that's a game that I could buy <laughs> when everything is out for it and it's dropped down a few quid, you know. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like... Um... They they'll do this month by month now, and then when like the physical release comes out, they'll be like, "Hey, look, it's a brand new game," and then charge like obviously full price for it, and hold it at full price for quite a while. I don't know. Well, hopefully by then, anyone that wants to play Hitman would have bought the episodic bits, I guess, and like it would just be like, I don't know, stragglers picking it up at the end I guess so you wouldn't think that would sell that well but you never know yeah I think that's what you said at the end there that's what it comes down to it, it, it depends how well this sells but I must say I, I am not a fan of drip feeding the content out for, for, for one reason not, not even thinking that there's any sort of swindling tactics going on but when I get my teeth into a game like that, I don't want to have to wait a month for the next bit. Like, I don't want to have to wait. And we're living in a world now where, you know, Netflix will chuck a box set online, you know, or a new series comes out and you can watch all of them when you want to watch them or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to be drip-fed anything in 2016. Everything is is instant. It's there. Yeah, it's I, I need it in my face all the yeah. time. So, yes, there we go. <laughs> so we will move on anyway. Uh, and we will move on to something that you mentioned and I hadn't heard of um, and is in the news this week, buddy. This is... Uh, a few weeks ago, you mentioned um, the something... The Razer laptop, you... wasn't it? That's right, yes. yes. This is a, a laptop that allows you to have um, an option to plug in an external graphics card so that the laptop can be a sort of slim, not particularly power-hungry, not particularly battery-hungry, like Ultrabook-type thing. And when you get home, you can plug in your external graphics card and suddenly, voila, you have a gaming PC. Beast mode. Indeed. Enabled in many ways. Uh, So this is AMD, and they have uh, announced uh, X-Connect or Cross-Connect. What do you reckon? Well, it was Crossfire, wasn't it? So you, should we should we go with cross connect? I would say so. Okay. Or was it X Fire? I always called it 
Crossfire. When, well, Crossfire that was like makes more like, sense than X-Fire. I would say Cross-Connect. I don't know. Okay, well, on your head be it, buddy. Thanks. So this is Cross-Connect from AMD. <laughs> uh, it's going to be available shortly. Um, and I say that because it, it was alleged to have come out on the 10th of March, uh, but I can find nowhere on the internet that will sell it to me. Um, Bastards. So I wasn't I wasn't going to buy it, but I was trying to to see if you could, and I can't yeah. find it anywhere. I looked on all, all manner of shops and stores. I went on the AMD website. Doesn't seem to be something you can buy right now, but apparently it's out. So <laughs> I don't know. Go figure. Anyway, uh, this is an external graphics enclosure. This will support various AMD graphics cards. Uh, it plugs into your laptop via Thunderbolt three, just a single Thunderbolt three port, um, and it creates four lanes of PCI Express so you could feasibly you could put a fairly beefy card in there and you could even put two in there SLI so nice um, plugs in seamlessly with AMD's firmware uh, they've got this this new firmware system uh, new graphics drivers that mean that you don't have to restart the device when you plug the uh, the thing in it's it operates like a external hard drive or something where you can just flick between graphics cards internal and external so um yeah no rebooting or anything like that it sounds fucking great frankly yeah it really it does sounds... it's really it's it's a very good idea it uh, is it's kind of strange how it hasn't already happened like you see it's like such a simple thing like how we have portable like everything these days like but mainly like USB sticks and uh, hard drives and what have you. But yeah, to have like an external or an external sound cards. I mean, we we know all about them and stuff with all our music and crap we do. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, to not have an external graphics card. I mean, yeah. I guess it was a Strange. was it a tech thing? I mean, obviously you need a, an incredible amount of bandwidth to stream the graphics card to mm. the system without yeah. any sort of delay. Um, I'd imagine that had something to do with it, but obviously Thunderbolt 3 ports fairly quick, fairly speedy, so Average. decent cash. Um, I think it's a great idea. Uh, obviously, I can't tell you how much it is, even though it's apparently out, because I can't find it online. But uh, oh well, k- keep an eye out. If you go onto the AMD website, there, there's a, an article about it on there, along with a list of cards that will be supported. Um I think there'll be lots of different buying options, smaller versions, bigger versions. Uh, you can probably buy versions with the graphics card in them as yeah. well. So um, it's going to be interesting, and it'll be very interesting to see if NVIDIA um, have anything in the pipeline that's similar. I mean, normally the two rival each other quite nicely. So, Gibbons, buddy. We shall see, buddy. We shall see. The next on the agenda, buddy, we have some news on Rocket League. Uh, Rocket League, of course, they uh, they really haven't been supporting that excellent, inexpensive game enough, buddy. It's not good enough. All the it's free really maps, uh, you know, the, the excellent support for a game that we got as part of our PS Plus subscription, um, it's, it's a travesty. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, basketball. Basketball is coming to Rocket League. This was tweeted out by um, one of the developer accounts this week. They were kind of teasing uh, what's coming soon with a little bit of a picture. Um, so yeah, this is a new map. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work exactly. Looking from the picture, it looked like it's sort of a suspended goal. It's not going to be quite like um, 
a basketball net. But uh, but yeah, what do you reckon? Is that like, another reason to get I've back seen into a that couple game? Of screenshots and it looks really cool. Like God knows how. Hello. How are you gonna score a goal in that? I mean, seriously, it looks mental. I mean, the 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 stuff like hitting the ball in the air at all is difficult enough. I think when it's a certain height, so it's going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, no, they just keep putting out more content and going from strength to strength. They're it's kind of writing their own check. A shit ton of money, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you follow Rocket League. That's what I'm really excited about you in a few years' time. You just keep pumping more content out for it, buddy. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Well, either way, it's a beautiful thing. So, so yeah, there we go. Uh, worth noting that uh, Ash's little babby is cameoing once again on the podcast. <laughs> and she's run into some difficulty. She wanted to be on the podcast uh, and she has... Returned for a second week <laughs> running, buddy, which is I more know, than we can say for any of our other guests. Gibbons. Uh, so next, uh, Gears 4. This is Gears of War 4. The multiplayer beta for this begins on the 24th of April, uh, 18th for early access. Um, open beta starts on the 24th, so that's exciting news for um, anyone who has an Xbox. Uh, that game looks really cool. I don't know if you've seen any video footage or anything of that, but... Uh, yeah, it does look very, very good. I'm it, it's a bit jealous. It's, a, it's an excellent example of taking um, taking a game sort of lore and all of the, the rules and everything and, and putting a bit of a twist on it. I think it, it's pretty exciting after what was a fairly disappointing third game. So, yeah. Yeah, number three was the one that I just didn't play for some reason. Is that a game that you had for ages but never actually like put yep. in the console? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know you're tired of a franchise it. when you don't even bother with it when you actually have it. <laughs> I think like the fact that no one else had it as well kind of made me not want to play it because we played one and two like a lot co-op and I guess I just held on to it. Just just in case, you know, someone else picked it up. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the multiplayer was a huge part of that. I mean, the, we we pumped hours and hours into the... Was it Gears 2 where we did the horde mode and we, we, we played the shit out of that? We really did. Yes, it was. That was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> it was very, very good. Great game. Well, anyway, uh, it looks good, that new one. And, and yeah, 24th of April for the open beta. 18th if you're early access so next buddy let's talk about some playstation vr we definitely haven't talked about this before let's do no, it now this is not the third um, time we're doing this this isn't the third time because of recording difficulties that we've done this section of the news it's absolutely fine. not no, so good. anyway playstation vr it will launch in october it will be 350 pounds in the uk um you'll need a playstation camera and a playstation move controller this uh this is neither things are shipping with the headset, so you'll have to buy those separately. I suppose that's another way of them keeping the price down. Similar to the whole Kinect thing when the two consoles launched at the start of the generation. Um, yeah, Amazon have said that sales of the PlayStation camera have gone up by over a thousand percent, which is uh, which is something you'd expect that, I suppose. Yeah, no and, one buys um, these things. I've got one, buddy. I know you have, buddy, because you got yours in a bundle. 
when you I did, bought it. I did. Uh, I bought my console at launch, and it was the only one available, and I took what I got. And if I could have avoided buying it, then I would have done. All I ever use it for is logging in to my device, and in doing so, I have to hold the controller up just below my chin because it needs the controller to be somewhere around somewhere below your chin. Or maybe I've got a big head. I don't know. I don't know quite I why. it's the second one. I don't know why it can't big just face. do it without the controller. It has to find the little light bar. It's very annoying. I'm sure um, like the old 360 just did it with your face. It did, yeah. as does the Xbox One if you've got a Kinect. Well, but, if you bought that at launch, you had to have a Kinect, buddy. You did. You did. They fucked you later. It was a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, uh, Amazon said they've sold out of all of this stuff, so I'm sure there'll be more available soon. But, uh, yeah, apparently there's a Battlefront VR experience as well yeah, uh, that DICE cool. are making. That's coming out exclusively to PlayStation VR. Um, it's the only VR headset on a console, so it's not especially exclusive, but I suppose, sure. Uh, fine. Uh, elsewhere, news of the Oculus launch titles, buddy. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. This is the third time I've seen it. It's the third time that you haven't seen this. Uh, this is the Oculus launch lineup. Uh, I picked out the highlights. We have Adrift, Project Cars, uh, Eve Valkyrie, and Elite Dangerous, uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Uh, there's a load of old shit on there as well, like uh, Blaze Rush, buddy. Um, Big fan. That battle mech arena as well, not the best. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll revisit VR stuff towards the end of the podcast with hilarious results. But for now, we'll move on, I think. We'll move on. Sounds like a plan. Uh, we'll move on to the uh, news of The Division. Uh, the Division is the best-selling new IP launch of all time. Uh, there have been sort of weird facts and figures coming out about the division, as people sort of tentatively said, "Oh, it's the it's the best new IP launch of Q1," and then, "Oh, it's the best new IP launch of the first half of the year," and stuff. Um, and finally, it went past Watch Dogs for sales, and then it went past Destiny for sales. Uh, and now I can categorically tell you, yes, the best-selling new IP uh, of all time. So, Which I mean, is that's good. It's impressive. That's great. Yeah. Now they, they did and come I out think, and say that like best selling is in like the most money made. I believe and it was like three hundred and thirty million in five days. But they they didn't say that that it had sold like more units or more copies than Destiny, which is strange because I think Destiny made like three hundred and twenty five million. So a bit of an odd one that. I guess it must be something to do with DLC, like, uh, or, or maybe the um, the gold editions and that sort of thing. Yeah, More people possibly. bought the season pass bundle this so. time round, something like that. Yeah, definitely, buddy. Sorry, I'm just laughing because I've been watching your camera moving slowly. <laughs> There's not enough gaffer tape in the world, buddy. <laughs> it's been so funny. <laughs> He's back. Oh dear. Oh god. So next, right. um there's a big fuck off Easter sale that's hit the PSN, isn't it, buddy? Tell me all about it, buddy. I'll tell you all about it while you fix your gaffer tape. Um I don't really know much about it because you're the one reporting on the news. Apparently, 
There's a big sale where you can get monies off the games. <sighs> yep, carry on, buddy. Yep. Yep. Some highlights include Battlefield Ford for $7.99. You're a natural, buddy. Yep. You're a natural. FIFA 16 for $24.99, which like uh, it. I've been yep. told twice before already. That's really good, and it holds its value. <laughs> It holds its value until the new season starts, buddy. So that's a bit of a bargain there. Oh, definitely. And, um, Carry on, yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, um, another one we've got is uh, Tearaway Unfolded for $9.99. And uh, I've played the shit out of that on the Vita, and it's very good. And I would highly recommend it for, you know, a little platformer. It's very good. Uh, other games include... What, buddy? Fuck all, because it's a shit sale. What are you on about? Knack's in the sale. Knack <laughs> <laughs> Na- is in the sale. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I think it's like £5.60 something or something like that, but still not fucking worth it. Yeah, no, it's not It's not a great sale. Um, the UK sale, they've said like savings up to 60%, which is a bit of a stretch, frankly, because they've clearly just deducted a load of money off of some like giant gold bundle or something. Uh, I accidentally went on the US store today because I was using a uh, browser with a proxy uh, and they've got far, as usual, have far better savings. And the thing is, like... I know because of the exchange rate, like we we regularly get boned with the whole sixty dollar games are like fifty five pound games when yep. they you know we're paying eighty dollars instead of sixty, but to fuck us on the savings as well, do you not think that's a little rich? Like yeah, maybe why can't we have as, as good a savings as the states? We're already paying more for all of our games, so why know. can't we have savings as good? Like. I no idea. It's fucking me. well annoying, mate. Well, you know, but either way, what else is annoying? You know, if you're American, the Canadians get the exact same sale and the same price, but the Canadian dollar, you know, less than the American dollar or whatever it is. So, <laughs> if you're Canadian, it's even cheaper, buddy. Something of a stitch up there. Oh, Gibbons. Well, anyway, there you go. There's your sale. Thanks. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, That brings us round to our final news story of the week, and this is about Trackmania. This is Trackmania Turbo. Uh, We have presumably been playing Trackmania Turbo Open Beta. It's been uh, great. Which happened happened this weekend. Uh, This podcast goes live on a Sunday. The beta's been going over this weekend. It ended on the Sunday that this podcast is going out. Uh, And it would have been lovely to have more than two days' notice, bearing in mind this is Wednesday before the weekend, uh, from the developer that they were going to be doing an open beta, because then, I don't know, we could have fucking told people on our fucking podcast, Maybe last Um, week. Yeah, that would have been lovely. That would have been really nice. Um, They didn't do that. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna play it. But uh, sorry that we couldn't tell you about it. It hadn't been announced yet. Uh, incidentally, uh, JJ tried to give us a code for this uh, last week. Yeah, the code closed beta, wasn't it? It was the closed beta, and unfortunately, it ended. Nice of him to try though. But yeah, uh, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to trying this game out. I think the big concern that i have with it is that i haven't yet to see a proper multiplayer i've seen this sort of double drive stuff 
where two people control the car and that looks funny and interesting but if this is a racer that hasn't got like a multiplayer where they've got like more than one car on the track then i don't know that i'm going to be that interested in picking it up i know it's uh, got split screen but that doesn't help us no we'll 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 have to see what the modes and stuff look like on that but uh but yeah we shall see on that one and we will have played it by the time you're listening to this and we will talk about that next week gibbons buddy now you're gonna say it's the end of the news uh, i mean you can see me so you saw i was about to say something otherwise you'd never have known but what are you gonna say well i came up with an idea this week um using oh, my shit. I, I know fucking step back um, using my phone, like uh, my uh, app on my phone, the, the Appy Gamer app, which is a fantastic app. I highly recommend it. It gets every single bit of news you ever want about gaming. It's brilliant. Uh, sales pitch done. Um, there's, there's a bit in there where you can like save the articles. So I've been saving articles this week thinking, oh, yeah, this will be really good for the podcast. Because by the time it comes to today, Wednesday, I've forgotten everything. And, you know, I'm not... I'm not quite with it, you know, three kids, I'm a bit tired. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can go through my phone and be like, yeah, have you seen this bit? But unfortunately, buddy, now that we're doing this live webcam stream, my phone is over there recording me, so I can't get to my phone right now. I could have written these down earlier, but I didn't. But one bit of news, buddy, this is Ash's news favorite thing of the week we'll come up with a better title maybe <laughs> no no we're going we're sticking with that for the rest of time ash's news favorite thing of the week okay warcraft 3 getting a patch buddy what have you not seen it warcraft no. 3 as in the game we played years and years ago getting patched <laughs> Why? I can't remember. I didn't read the whole thing, but I just... <laughs> you didn't even read it! <laughs> it was amazing. I watched a video, and it was like, yeah, cool, Warcraft 3. I thought you would have seen it, buddy. No, I'm afraid not, no. <sighs> so, yeah, there you go. I think Diablo 2 got a patch as well, I believe. So, <laughs> there you go. So many years later, still patching the games. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and that's Ash's news favourite thing of the week Ash's news favourite thing of the week TM <laughs> don't even try and take that away from us <laughs> <laughs> and that is the news Dem writes the news and now it's time for Fonz or Phoenix This week, buddy, a Fonz or a Phoenix? We got a bit of a Fonz, buddy, uh, and it's a Fonz because I really like the idea. Uh, this is, I think, uh, it was was it GDC this week? There was quite yes. a lot of data and information that came out of it. Um, once again, Microsoft up to their old tricks of blowing everyone away with loads and loads of random information. Um, but one of the most interesting things they were talking about was cross-platform play. Um, 
Nice, of, nice that Phil motherfucking Spencer wasn't fighting fires this week, to be honest. It was just nice to hear something a bit different that we could kind of interpret our own way. Yes. So yeah, this is, this is news that the Xbox One uh, will now support cross-platform gaming. Now, they were kind of careful with the wording that they used for this. Um, obviously, they've dabbled with cross-platform gaming before, with Windows yep. Live games and all that sort of thing. Uh, PC Never compatibility, great, must say. No, not really, and uh, kind of frowned upon. Obviously, they've got the whole UWAs thing that they're kind of pushing. But, yeah, um, they seem to be opening things up to allow for cross-platform stuff, and we're not just talking PC. Uh, I believe the... The words they actually used were uh, other console platforms. So basically, no, <laughs> I don't think so. No. Uh, long and the short of it, it looks like Microsoft are finally open to the idea of uh, Xbox and PlayStation gamers being able to play multiplayer games together. And uh, PC as well, of course. But yes. So all three platforms um, with the possibility for developers to take advantage of the fact that they could be compatible and you could play games with people on other systems, which is great news if you've got a friend who's running a different system to you. Yep. Um, it's very exciting in terms of what people could do there. Um, obviously, the whole... It was always the... I remember this, this. This subject has been tackled many times over many generations, and I always remember a lot of people saying... You know, like shooters, for example, you can't have PC gamers playing against console gamers. It has disastrous thing, it? consequences yeah. because mouse a mouse is more accurate. Yeah. Yes, um, but it looks like the first game that's going to maybe make use of this uh, cross-platform stuff is Rocket League. Now, on the PlayStation, I think, and on the Xbox as well, like both both the Xbox and the PlayStation version of Rocket League can play against PC gamers. Yes, they um, both can, I believe. The chance is there now for Sonics to have a look and see if they want to make it so that we could play with Xbox gamers. And that'd be very interesting indeed. I believe they've come out and said, uh, fuck you. Yeah, I have heard that. (laughs) (laughs) I might need some convincing. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's not like flicking a switch, is it? Like you're talking about some really detailed uh, stuff here and and development. Plug it in the wall, don't you? Just... Put yeah, an yeah, Ethernet just, cable uh, just, between the two, don't you? Just tick the Xbox box, buddy. Yeah. Xbox box. Yeah, the, and, the, the uh, funk box. Fuck box. Fuck box. And you're away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know which developers will take advantage of this, but I think it's a big old fonds. And, and for purely selfish reasons, we run a podcast. We're looking to get community game nights together. The idea that we could choose a game that everyone could play with each other, like regardless of platform, uh, is really exciting. It's something that's never happened, and it certainly makes life easier for us and narrows things down. So definitely does, buddy. So it's a big old fonds from me, buddy. What do you think about it? Yeah, if they manage to pull it off, then yeah, it would be really good. I don't see. Yeah, there's nothing bad about it, really. I mean, there's going to be some, like, weird clan thing, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a war between the two. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there's a lot going on with um, 
like clan tags and gamer tags in games and stuff yes. like you, you're gonna have to kind of streamline that have some sort of universal system it's gonna be a bit weird um and maybe no one will take advantage of it at all but the the concept is there i was listening to giant bomb today and and someone on there was saying like the problem has pretty much always been microsoft by the sounds of things like yeah. sony have always kind of been open to this kind of cross-platform play they didn't really see why it would be an issue but whether that's true or not i don't know maybe it's just hearsay but either way they've cleared the air now they've said we're up for it and i suppose we just wait and see if anyone makes use of it but it's a fondness from me buddy because i really like the idea of being able to play with xbox players uh maybe we can stop all these console wars <laughs> yeah, with the keyboard buddy. warriors that would Everyone be good just i think play so. together in harmony it'd be beautiful sweet And now it's time for Out This Week. Ooh. So before we carry on, I think I should probably warn you that uh, we are sans Ash. We have lost Ash for the next few sections. Yeah. Um, this is because his newborn baby does not care for video games. <laughs> At her age, she has no concept of video games and no interest in video games. Weird. And certainly no interest in being quiet so that he can record a video games podcast, which... I think is more than fair. Uh, <laughs> what can you do in these situations? Uh, so Ash has dropped out for a few sections, and I'm going to take these solo. That sounds cool. uh, and before you ask, no, I have never uh, sat alone in my room and spoken to myself. Sounds terrifying. For about half an hour before. Uh, this is new for all of us. So, <laughs> so anyway... Let's go for out this week. Uh, first this week, we have Cat Lateral Damage uh, on the PlayStation 4. This is a first-person cat game. <laughs> you play as a cat. Um, you basically have to fuck everything up in the room. You get points for doing so. It's uh, reminiscent of things like Goat Simulator and I Am Bread in its weirdness and stupidity. Uh, I've no idea if that's any good. But uh, it's certainly good YouTube fodder, all the it's same. It's coming out this week. Uh, yeah. Next we have Day of the Tentacle Special Edition. Uh, you'll remember me and Ash talking about this yeah. a few few weeks ago, probably sometimes sort of last autumn, I think it was actually, where we were going through point-and-click adventures um, and it was discussed that this would get a remaster, and it has. This is an excellent game. Uh, it's coming out on PS4, uh, PS Vita and PC. Um I think Vita would be a great way to play Day of the Tentacle Sounds good. if you're on the go. So yeah, tasty remaster there. It's coming out this week. Uh, next we have Dragon Fantasy, The Black Tome of Ice on the PS4. This is a, a sort of top-down RPG, uh, Zelda-esque sort of thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, we have Lichdom Battle Mage. That's coming out on the Xbox One and the PS4. Uh, this is a single-player, magic-y action RPG. Looks quite interesting. It's coming out this week. Uh, Republic is coming out on the PS4. This is a former tablet game where you play as a sort of voyeur. So you're rather than being a character in the environment, you interact with the characters via digital devices. So Weird. the game opens with a girl talking to you through her phone and then you can move across to security cameras, talk to someone on a laptop and you're basically guiding a, a character through the environment by sort of opening doors for them, being lookout, that sort of thing. Quite interesting. Uh, quite surprised that it's making its way onto console, but yeah, that's out on PS4 this week. So if you like that sort of thing, then there you go. It's coming out this week, yeah. Okay. Uh, and 
We also have Trackmania Turbo. Uh, this is a game that uh, we'll have just played the open beta of, and some of you might have done as well. This is coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and PC this week. Uh, could well be a purchase, and we'll be talking about that one Sounds ace. Uh, next week on uh, episode 52 of the podcast. It's coming out this week. Uh, we have 101 Ways to Die. That's coming out on PS4, Xbox, and PC. Uh, this is a physics puzzler where you set up death rooms. So it's kind of like if you if you think of lemmings, the object of lemmings was to get a selection of lemmings from one position to another. Uh, this is basically lemmings death. So you'll have a character or several characters and you need to create an elaborate way to murder them. Sounds, that sounds terrifying. Interesting. It's coming out this week. Uh, we have The Descendant out on PC this week. Uh, looks like Fallout Telltale Edition to me. So it's kind of got that um, QTE kind of thing going on, but it's it's a sort of story-driven adventure. Um, quite slick looking. Uh, quite interesting looking, actually. That's out on PC. It's coming out this week, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Samarost 3. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. I think it might be yeah. Samarost, Samarost. Uh Samarost, we go with. This is out on PC and Mac, and this is a really gorgeous-looking point-and-click adventure. Um, so you've got two decent point-and-click adventures coming out this week, which is nice. Wow. Uh, and finally out this week, we have Slain. That's coming out on the PC. It is a 2D side-scroller with a load of metal playing in the background. So cool. Fill your boots. <laughs> so there we go. That is out this week. It's coming out this week, yeah. Okay. And now it's time for the JFG Top 5. the top five top five this week buddy so we've been pretty vr heavy the last uh, few episodes of the podcast there's been quite a lot of news coming out we're finally at the stage now where anyone can pre-order or at least get in line to pre-order um one of the many headsets that are launching this year they're all coming out this year we know the prices for all of them um and it's still to me personally seems thoroughly ridiculous to um to splooge out the money on these because well for for a myriad of reasons <laughs> i just think you know you're talking an amazing amount of money for something that it, you, have, you probably haven't tried or hasn't really got much software out for it yet but then again you know there's early adopters to every system so uh, perhaps it's not that odd uh, perhaps i wouldn't find it quite so strange if i had a bit more money as well <laughs> i could have something to do with it but uh, this is a tongue-in-cheek top five Top five reasons to fork out on a VR headset in 2016. So, uh, Ash isn't here to disagree with me. I've made this list up myself. And uh, and let's get the ball rolling. So, number one, the number one reason to fork out on a VR headset. Uh, because you never get burnt as an early adopter. That's right. Never any problems with an early adopting sort of scenario where you uh, you pick up a bit of software or a bit of hardware 
Uh, never any problems uh, early doors. Definitely not worth waiting a year or two to see what happens with that or if it's even worth getting. Never get burnt as an early adopter. Number two, because of all the incredible new titles you can enjoy, like Blaze Rush and Adventure Time. Number three, because dropping one or two grand on something you haven't tried out is just good business sense, buddies. It's just good sense. It just makes sense. Uh, number four, uh, so you can watch movies as if you're sitting in the dark with your face pressed against the TV that you already own. You can't really argue with that, and there's no one here to do so. So there we go. Uh, and number five, the number five reason why you should fork out on a VR headset, because there is nothing your partner or family want more than for you to become more lonely and isolated than you already are. So there we go. Yeah. I'm 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 all in. And now it's time for many moons ago. Many moons ago. So Ash isn't here to talk us through the prepping of the time machine as he normally would. Uh prepping the continuum transfunctioner and uh, making sure all the airlocks are sealed and uh, that the dancing hula lady is on the dash. But if he was to be here, I would be telling him right now that we are travelling back to the 26th of March 2013, which saw the release from 2K Games and Irrational of Bioshock Infinite. This was the third game in the Bioshock series. Uh, Ken Levine, of course... Um, kind of pertinent this week because it's starting to look very, very suspiciously like we're going to be getting some sort of Bioshock remastered trilogy. It's uh, another country um, rumoured to have rated that now. Uh, there's even some box art that seems to be popping up online. Um, not None of that's confirmed yet. 2K haven't confirmed it, but uh, it looks more than likely that this could be some sort of, uh, some sort of E3 release of some description. But yeah, this is a game which everyone was incredibly excited for when it uh, was first announced. Bioshock, the original Bioshock, was lauded pretty much everywhere. I mean, if you, if you look at the Metacritic scores, you're, you're talking high 90s. Um, Bioshock 2, which kind of a Marmite game in that it wasn't the same studio that, that, that made that game, but a lot of people thought that the improvements upon the uh, the first game's systems actually made it a better release. Uh, but then the, the proper sequel to Bioshock, if you will, Bioshock Infinite. Um, it was a game that looked amazing and it was rumoured for many, many years. It, it, I think it was six or seven years in the making, this game. Um and it it released, and I was incredibly excited. I, I had it pre-ordered on Steam. I had a, a reasonable gaming PC at the time, so um, I had it. It was a midnight unlock for me on Steam. Had it all preloaded and everything, and it came out to huge praise. You know, it was, it was nines and tens all over the place, and that praise lasted for several months. And then something sort of started to creep in, I think, across a lot of publications where people were kind of like, well, no, actually, it wasn't quite as good as we thought. And before you knew it, it became one of those games that it seems very popular to hate or to say that you didn't enjoy. Uh, I'm not quite sure why that happened. Uh, I don't know. 
Um, but my opinion on it has never really wavered. Uh, I, I I loved that game. I played through it in one sitting. Um, <laughs> regular listeners will know that that's nothing new for me. But uh, this was one of those games. I, it unlocked on Steam at midnight, and I played it all the way through to I think ten in the morning. Uh, so I, I just couldn't stop. I, I loved it. Um, I know that Ash had it on his system as well uh, and really enjoyed it. I think a lot of people kind of had a bit of a problem with how combat heavy it was. They were expecting a little bit more story stuff. But personally speaking, if if you think back to the, the original Bioshock, there was a hell of a lot of combat in that. And granted, you had the whole story going through with the walkie-talkie, but... Um, I thought the combat was a, a hugely important part of that game, and uh, it was the same for Infinite. We were talking last week, of course, about uh, impressive gaming intros, um, and I had the original Bioshock in my top five list, uh, and Ash quite rightly said that I could easily have had any of the Bioshocks, uh, and, and especially this one. I think he, if he had made that list, he probably would have put this one in there over the original Bioshock, because it really was spectacular, the way that you uh, you started this game. You, you rode across the ocean by those two oddballs, and then you find the lighthouse, and uh, what follows is essentially like a, a sort of almost like a rocket launch with you inside, and then you pop up through the clouds, and everything goes a bit quiet, and you can see out the porthole, the amazing city, and uh, it really was one of those amazing sort of jaw-dropping moments. Uh, I also think that graphically this game looked absolutely astounding when it first launched. Uh, still holds up reasonably well today, and I'm very excited to see what they've done to it if they have done a remaster, uh, upscaled that and uh, and running smoothly on the consoles. That'd be lovely. But uh, all in all, I just thought it was an excellent game. It uh, tackled some very interesting subjects, uh, the, the the graphics, the acting. Um, I thought the script was excellent and and clever and sort of had that sort of Ken Levine humour that uh, that you're used to if you've played his games before. Um, and yeah, all in all, just a very affecting experience. I really enjoyed my time with it and uh, oddly never went back. Like one playthrough was kind of enough for me. I didn't really want to go through again. Uh, it's a very linear game and, and once you've, I think one playthrough and you've seen everything that there is to see, to be honest. But uh, I, I would have to think long and hard about whether I'd invest in the uh, in the remastered trilogy if that did come out. But to be honest, I'm such a fan of all three games, and I think I probably would. I probably would kind of con Ash into picking that up. So uh, so yeah. So there you go. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, I know that Ash really liked it as well. Uh, and that was the 26th of March, 2013, which saw the release of Bioshock Infinite. I love stuff like that. Big fan. So that's more than enough babbling away from me. Uh, I have fulfilled the sections we were unable to complete yesterday, and we can head back to uh, Wednesday Alex, and also Wednesday Ash, as he returns just in time for the JFG quiz. Gibbons, buddy. And now it's time for the JFG quiz. So, buddy, unfortunately, uh, due to baby circumstances, I have had to uh, disappear for a few sections, which you have quite uh, quite well, you know, I, I reckon you've fucking nailed them on your own. I mean, I haven't recorded them yet, but let's face it, I'm going to have made a wonderful job of it. It's, <laughs> it's, 
And plus, you have got like my um, my soundboard to use at your will. So, <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> so anyway, yes, let's get on with the quiz because time is money, buddy. So what have we got, buddy? What am I up against here? Yeah, you're on the uh, the division quiz this week. Oh buddy. shit! <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know. Relevant, fresh, new, in your face. So we, I've got you five questions about the division, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with question number one, which is a good place. What is the nickname for the virus in the division? Is it a the green flu? Is it B the black poison, or is it C the new plague? B. You're going for B, the black poison. I'd love it if all of these were story questions, considering the kicking that I gave the Division story earlier. But yes, I'm going for B. I'm going I believe for B. it is uh, in the first section of the vi- Division where this is told. And right. uh, unfortunately, buddy, it's A, it's the green flu. I see. Yeah, okay. because of the money. Okay, next question. You are part of the SHD, but what does it stand for? Is it A, Super Horny Dudes? (laughs) Is it B, Seriously Handicapped Delinquents? Or is it C, Strategic Homeland Division? Incredibly difficult question, buddy. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with C. <laughs> He's correct. C is correct. It is not the super horny dudes or the seriously handicapped delinquents. I've dodged a bullet there. Well Let's played. Okay. <laughs> Third question: When was the division first announced? Was it 2012, 2013, or 2014? This is difficult because one of the options wasn't 1997, um, <laughs> which is so when true. it feels like it was announced. Yeah, but I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that it was actually 2013. It's got for 2013, everyone, and yes, E3 2013 was the first announcement. Uh, announcement <laughs> trailer. The hard, hard one because it does, it does feel like it was announced many, many years ago. Yes, many around the Dreamcast era, you know. (laughs) Okay, question four: Whereabouts do you start in the game? Is it A. Chelsea, B. Brooklyn, or C. Camp Hudson? It is Brooklyn, buddy. Nice, correct. It is Brooklyn. Okay, now, tricky one to end with, uh, seeing as we pay no attention to this game, because why would you? You just shoot people. In the mission Madison Field Hospital, which we have played through on three occasions, (laughs) what is the name of the final boss? Is it A, T-Bone? Is it B, Kestrel? Or is it C, I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) 
because we don't pay attention, buddy. We just shoot dudes in the face. That's all we do. Kestrel doesn't ring a bell. These are all um, characters from previous uh, Ubisoft games as well. Can you go through them again? Okay. Uh, a is T-Bone. B is Kestrel. And C is Hutch. I think it's Hutch. I'm going to go with Hutch. It's going for Hutch. He's got it. It's Hutch. <laughs> well played, buddy. T-Bone was from Watch Dogs. Kestrel was from Splinter Cell Conviction. And Hutch is the first final boss. Well, not first, but yeah. The final boss in Madison Field Hospital with Dr. A. Candle. As Dr. Candle. Ass Candle. Dr. Ass Candle. Nice. So, well played, buddy. You got a good four out of five on the division. Nice, buddy. Well good played. quiz. Yeah, it was a good one. Beautiful. <laughs> and now it's time for Fuckwit Corner. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. He's getting questions. Has he, has he got some questions, buddy? I mean, he sounds livid, frankly. I'm Ooh. not going to sugarcoat it. Danger. This is not a happy funk. Hold back. Yep. Uh, he says, This thing with Blaze Rush is a fecking joke. Any reasonable human being would issue a refund given that the facts are indisputable. I have been pushed from pillar to post all week and still have no refund. When will this industry stop treating gamers like five-year-olds? The answer is not until they start getting sued. Sounds about right. The Funk's pretty angry. He's been trying to get a refund on Blaze Rush. We covered Blaze Rush last week. The servers uh, have been non-existent since uh, sometime in December, about two and a half months after the game came out. Uh, Targent Games are claiming that they're working on them, but they clearly aren't working on them. Um, no. Sony are refusing all refunds because they say once you've launched a piece of software, you can't have a refund on that piece of software. Um, yeah, I'm assuming you still haven't heard from them uh, via email. Nope. Nothing's changed there at all. No. Nope. Uh, I don't know what to say. I got an email uh, from PlayStation saying, "How are you? Can you just fill out this, uh, you know, questionnaire on uh, how how well we did with your situation?" I was like, "No, not yet." Anyway, I mean, this is an emerging media that is not governed properly, and uh, it's hard to know where to turn next. I mean, I feel like if you took if if you took the trading standards approach, you might have some joy because it claims to have network play and doesn't. But the bottom line at this point in time is that as a consumer buying digital goods, you have no fucking possible claim. No. Like you, you just. You're just over a barrel. Uh, it's not governed properly. And um, 
it's incredibly difficult. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to get a refund. I mean, Steam brought their refund system in, uh, and that you know that was considered an amazing thing, <laughs> but yeah. it really should have been there in the it first place. It should have been there already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because totally. uh, you buy an item, item is not as described. You return it. You yeah. get a refund. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's it's shit because <laughs> we've basically all been robbed of uh, X amount of pounds. Um, but either either you you keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I I firmly believe that you would eventually get a refund off of Sony after several weeks of back and forth. Or as as are they hoping and as Tarjum Games are hoping, you just give up. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? You want to keep pushing, but it's deflating in a way. I say just getting absolutely nowhere. It's incredibly disappointing. Regardless of whose fault it is that the servers aren't running, the PlayStation Store run by Sony has sold us a product and that product doesn't work and they will not give us a refund. Yeah. And that is it. There's nothing else to talk about. Like, that is it. That is the... That they are the facts uh, that, regardless of license agreement, regardless of this, that, or the other, Sony have taken your money for something that does not do what they said it did, and now they will not give it back. And that's fucking ridiculous, uh, frankly. It is, buddy. It's absolutely ridiculous. I understand why Funk is angry. I'm angry as well. And. I used to be a very angry gamer and I'm far more measured since we started doing a podcast because, you know, <laughs> it's trying to be measured. Yeah, it's important. But it's incredibly difficult not to be furious when something like this happens. Uh, and this podcast seems like an excellent platform to vent that anger. So, you know, I think we've been more than reasonable with Sony and Tarjum Games. Um, they clearly have problems, whether they're financial problems or strategic problems. They cannot keep servers running. They obviously didn't. Sony aren't responsible for the servers for that game, and that's that's it. <laughs> so yeah, Gibbons, buddy, you're totally right. We're still in contact. We're still trying to work things out but who knows yeah and we'll see where that goes mm. uh, so also from funk we have where does schleber draw the line in recent weeks we've been getting on the card games now D. where is a geek too far cosplay diorama where will or should it end also where does he find the bloody time <laughs> i don't know i don't know where i find the time i just I just stay awake till stupid clock in the morning, I guess. That's where the time comes from. Um, That's the answer, and it make the most of your evenings. Yeah, pretty much. Or well, if I get some. Uh, it's a bit difficult this moment in time uh, with one babby uh, waking up all the time. Seems to be not sleeping so well at the moment, which doesn't help me. Um, we can all vouch for you there. <laughs> yeah, Gibbons. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I mean, I've already done the dioramas for the division. That was like last year, wasn't it? Sometime. It was. It was. So yeah. So that that's a tick off. Yeah. I don't know where you draw the line. It's uh, it's wherever you feel comfortable, or when it starts to feel uncomfortable. I guess that's that's when you draw the line. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I, I still haven't investigated into D&D. It's still waiting for me, but it is something that I am I'm ready for. You know, I feel prepared that I'm... I'm yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get stuck into it at some point. I just need that first initial burst of energy to, to get into it, and then uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll be hooked on it. Well, that's fair enough, buddy. That's more than fair enough. I uh, I don't know where it ends, to be honest. Like, you have yet to approach me with uh, an offer of uh, digital D&D. Uh, I don't know how... I don't know where I will come down on that particular topic. Uh, I always like dressing up, though, so uh, maybe that could be something that <laughs> could be a bit of a sweetener. You can uh, be a wizard, buddy. I'll let you. That's very kind of you, buddy. Yes, I'll uh, I'll start getting prepared for that then. Yeah. I watched uh, a film, actually, today on my lunch break, which was, uh, it was an interesting film. I think it was called uh, Deathgasm. I think that's what the name was was called, or something. Gasm. I think it was Deathgasm. It was a, it was a terrible film. Uh, <laughs> it was about metal and the devil and how yeah music made the devil came. It was it was entertaining. Lots of gore, uh, laughable. But yeah, there there was people in that playing D and D, and they made me laugh. Um, <laughs> I think it was like um, the the. The master or whatever it is, like the guild master or whatever. Um, one of his mates had just died um, because like, he threw a fireball at a fire troll. Now, you would think, like being having played RPG games, that you don't do that because he's going to be resistant to fire. Which he was. So, yep. therefore, he's like, what the fuck? And this guy's like, yeah, now you're dead. The fire troll kills you. And he's like, oh, it starts moaning. And then like the, the master guy is like... And now a load of mini imps come and fuck your face. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> that's what you want. I think that's what I would do if people were pissing me off and I had that does that does, does make me a little apprehensive about playing D D with you. It sounds fun. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's your go to move, buddy. <laughs> face fucking. <laughs> I thought that was a great, great move anyway. But yeah, funny. I think the answer to where does the geekdom end is wherever you want it to. And as you said, as you said, wherever you feel comfortable. Mm. Or uncomfortable. There's (laughs) there's no right or wrong here. (laughs) So let's finish off, buddy, with some JFG correspondence, shall we? Oh, let's do it. I love this shit. We got a couple of little questions from Tom this week. Big time listener. Old uh, old left foot wombat on the JFG podcast community on PlayStation. Yeah. If if you look, um, if you're on the video, you can look down. Over, where's my finger going? That way. That doesn't seem right. I've got loads of links on there, buddy, where people can read them. That is nice. That's I mean, very tasty it, it indeed. Help for an audio perspective right now, but that will happen. <laughs> It'll help when I'm wrapping things up because I can just read it off of there. Oh, there you go, mate. I see. I've 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 helped you out and many others that might watch this live. Who knows? Beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Tom asks: uh, Will JFG be hosting any community events for the division, and what can we expect from these events? 
well, that's going to be a full-blown yes. Uh, I don't know. I think I told you this week. We, as um, we've already spoken about, we are on the 3.5 beta test for the the PlayStation 4 update. We and are. within that, you can create your own events. And um, I've been making a few events um, and putting putting them in the community uh, with uh, not many people, really, anyone. Um, joining them uh, apart from when I made you do it um, <laughs> I did what I was told <laughs> yeah definitely um, and that is because um, you can't see them uh, until um, the new update comes so um, when when that 3.5 update comes yeah these these events will be coming thick and fast definitely once a week possibly twice depending on how often we're on and yes please feel free to come and join in uh, and play some games, really. That's true. We are, we're knocking on the door of 20-odd members on the community now. Uh, please come and join us if you're a PlayStation gamer, want to get involved. We are the JFG Podcast. You can find that very easily. Just uh, do a search on the communities. Uh, worth also apologising to Funk because last week we mocked him because he asked this very same question and we said we made a community why didn't you join it he isn't on the beta and never got that community invite so uh sorry funk <laughs> sorry about that yeah my bad but uh but yes the answer is as soon as the 3.5 update goes live for everybody uh, and communities can make events that everybody can join then we will start making events uh, i i i hear it's not going to be too long um, it's just it, far easier if we can do it that way so that we can get people involved who are already members of the community. We don't want to spam anyone or yeah. uh, annoy anyone who doesn't want to be annoyed. Uh, so, so yeah, that's the answer. And yes, we'll be doing Division. Um, absolutely, we will. Uh, I hope they bring in new modes in the Division in the future where you can get more than sort of four people into a server as well. Uh, yeah, we'll also be, cool. be looking for uh, people who want to play COD with us, want to play PES with us, uh, racing games perhaps. Lots and lots of possibilities there, but we're going to have to wait a little bit longer until the update comes in and it makes it uh, streamlined and easy for us to do it. So, Yeah, I think so. And um, what you can expect is witty banter, pro-gaming skills... And a level of knowledge second to none. Uh, that felt pre-prepared, buddy. If you've been it, doing it, it wasn't. I didn't like the first two. I was, I was going to say that, but the second, like the third one, like the level of knowledge, straight off the cuff. I mean, oh. I didn't tell you what kind of knowledge. It could be about like ant farming or something. <laughs> if that's Do you know a, anything that's about ant thing. farming, buddy? No, I don't. But it could have been for one reason or another. I'm not willing to go into detail. I was on a website uh, for rent the rental of short weekends in cottages, uh, as in renting a cottage for a weekend. Got you. Uh, yeah. Today, uh, and imagine my surprise when I was just what just looking at some photos of a, a cottage in Sussex, uh, and a chat window opened up with some random fucker off that website going hi do you want to talk about our cottages what did you say i said absolutely fucking not okay cool and he said 
okay, have a nice day. <laughs> well, that's good news. I mean... Which was nice of him. But yeah, hey, definitely. you know, don't just pop a chat window up when Ugh, I'm looking at God photos. Man. Imagine if that happened on a porn site and the person was legitimately there rather than some sort of ad. Oh, God, I was knocking one off and then they just started talking to me. It's not what you stitch want. Stitch up. Absolute stitch up. I mean, ASL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo chat. Yeah, buddy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> finally, also from Tom this week, uh, he says, what does Gibbons mean? This is something we've answered before, but it was probably about 30 episodes ago. Yeah, buddy. I think we need a refresh like every six months. What does Gibbons mean? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like the most popular question. We're going to get it on a regular so. basis. Yeah. Maybe we should just put it on our website as well. We need like a Gibbons definition page, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So what does it mean, buddy? <laughs> Gibbons evolved from Gibbon, which evolved from it's a given, as in yes, or that is accurate, or I agree. So... That's basically what's going on there uh, when someone says it's a given or definitely or whatever. Uh, it's a given became gibbon, uh, and then we pluralized that to make it more cryptic, and that's what's happened there. So now it's become kind of a part of our vocabulary to the to the extent. I mean, we've been we've been saying it for I don't know, ten I don't years know. or I would, something. I would hate to think uh, we've been saying and, this. Every time I meet someone new, I forget that they don't know that it's something that I say. Uh, so it is difficult. Um, the people on the internet obviously aren't going to understand either. It's not a real thing. It's such a part of my vocabulary that I I always forget that it isn't a real thing. But uh, <laughs> but that's what it means. It means it essentially means yes, I agree, or definitely. So. And uh, just to clarify that, uh, just uh, popped on our, our our live stream video and uh, fan of the podcast Dan Ward there using the word Gibbons in the chat. It's a full what blown a Gibbons. It's He's a Gibbons. It. It's all about it. There you go. <laughs> so there you are. Consider yourself informed. So I think that'll about do us, buddy, for episode 51 of the JFG podcast. Uh, I look forward to uh, having recorded those sections that you missed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they went really well. I'm and, sure they're uh, fantastic. I mean, I, I'm so upset I missed out this week. I, uh, I had a lot to say. Uh, I, uh, I was very eloquent. And uh, you'll you'll enjoy that very much when you listen back to the finished article. Um, yeah, I'm sure I will. I hope your children behave themselves, buddy. I hope your baby stops crying I hope and so as well. things Look, are better for you. Bad week this week for the uh, rag household, I must say, with crying babies. It's not been great. It's unfortunate, buddy. It's very yeah. unfortunate. Um, it is indeed. But, you know, this is it just goes to show your dedication. Like, you could have bailed on the podcast this week. You could have said, you know what, i got a lot going on right now. But you didn't do that. I didn't. I set up the live stream. I got it all working, you know, and, uh, and then recorded like at least two thirds of the podcast. I missed. Who that could bit ask that for I anything more? About you know, which is yeah, fun. yeah. He skipped, skived <laughs> off the bits he didn't like. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. They won't stop crying. <laughs> yeah, they won't stop listening. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've got like a soundboard like under my desk. Like, 
<laughs> Baby noises. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Gotta go. Sorry, mate. <laughs> but yeah, once again, I can only apologise for not being here the whole time. And if it's been a bit disjointed, I think last week I, I managed to do a decent editing job. But I mean, I don't know what this week's going to go with like the three times we had to do the news and things like that. Hopefully I've done a cracking stellar job, but... We I mean, it's, char- it's character building, buddy. Yeah, all this, definitely. all this is character building. Yeah, I so. love it. Mm. <laughs> Big fan. Well, let me sign off before anything else goes wrong. So, okay. Go thank you very, very much for listening and watching. If you were watching as well, hello. Uh, <laughs> you can find us at www.justforgamers.co.uk. Uh, we are Facebook forward slash the JFG Podcast. Our Twitter is at the JFG Podcast. Uh, where else are we, buddy? Help me out here. SoundCloud. Uh, we are. Uh, yeah. I think we're just for gamers on SoundCloud, so you can find us on there. Um, YouTube. We yet to have a URL, but we will have one soon. Come and join our PS4 community. It's the JFG Podcast. You can find us on there, and we are also on Google Plus. If that is how you choose to live your life. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, until next week thank you very very much for listening we hope you have a great one uh i have been alex he has been ash bye (laughs) and until next week buddies goodbye bet bet (laughs) just for fun bet (laughs) bet You've been listening to the JFG Podcast with Ash and me, Alex. To find out more, head to www.justforgamers.co.uk, Facebook forward slash the JFG Podcast, or Twitter where we are at the JFG Podcast. Episodes go live every Sunday, and if you could pop onto iTunes and write us a quick review, we would love every inch of you, even if you got old and fat. Thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.